Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Yo, I'm going to bust out some theme song action for you. Check it out. The Eddie and Webby Show is the place to be. They're talking about beer and pickleball and technology. So if you didn't know, now you know. Because it's time for the Eddie and Webby Show. On today's episode, Eddie and Webby show you how to sit and get fit. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Yeah, that's right, Baby Yoda. It is our 75th podcast. Thanks for noticing. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie, and this is our 75th podcast. Oh, yeah. Milestone episode number 75. And I don't know about you, Eddie, but reaching episode 100 is looking more and more like a reality. You guys said it couldn't be done, but here we are, 75, just 25 away from 100 episodes and uh man i can't believe we're at 75 this is crazy yeah and this is going to be a very action-packed episode we have a great guest joining us we'll have a new installment of pros asking pros questions and at the end of it at the end of the episode we're going to be debuting the new and improved eddie versus webby championship belt everybody's been waiting for it it's going to happen tonight (laughs) that's right and guys, we are live. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. YouTube. That's a new service. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, YouTube. You- <laughs> and we are live on Twitch for the three people that care. I'm going to go with three people tonight. That seems like a good number. All right. All right. And, and this is meant to be interactive. So if you, have, if you have questions or comments for us, but probably more likely for our guests this evening, please make sure you go ahead and throw them in the chat and we will definitely bring them up if they're good. So go ahead and do that. We want to interact with you guys. Yes, please do so. Uh, Also, stick around for after the show, because after we bring the show down, we're going to be coming right back with another installment of Dinking Around with Eddie and Webby, and who knows what's going to happen there. It's uh, it's always a fun time, though. Yeah, sometimes it's just the two of us. Sometimes we have a guest join us. You just never know. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. That's right. As we mentioned, we do have a special guest we're going to be bringing on tonight, which I'm really excited to get to. But before we get to that, Webby... I want to know the thousands, the millions of people watching right now. I want to know what's going on in Twitter. Well, that is an excellent question. I'm going to pull Twitter up right now on my handheld device and see what's going on in the Twitter sphere. Uh, yeah, we got quite a few tweets going on this week. Here's one from Steve and Heiserman. It was so awesome that Chris Draper and Dan Cleary of the Detroit Red Wings were on the Eddie and Webby show. Definitely my favorite episode so far. Hashtag let's go Red Wings. Nice. Thank you, Steve. And yeah, that that was super awesome. I still can't believe it happened. Uh, two people that I mm-hmm. idolized growing up on the Detroit Red Wings were on our show last week. It was very cool. If you haven't checked it out yet, do yourself a favor and do that. Yeah. They are very guys, passionate about pickleball. Yeah, very passionate. Probably <laughs> the most passionate we've ever had on our podcast. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was very cool to see. Uh, let's go to another tweet here on Twitter. Here's one from Dink Van Dyke. How did a couple losers like Eddie and Webby manage to get a couple NHL legends like Chris Draper and Dan Cleary on their podcast? <laughs> Come on, Dink. That's not very nice. 
Dink's always being a jerk to us, man. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, Dink. Knock it off. Yeah, and I swear he's he's been commenting pretty much since day one. Like you would think if he hated us so much that he wouldn't take time out of his busy schedule to uh leave us these mean tweets, but whatever. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> All right, let's do one more tweet here on Twitter. This one comes from Michael Jawden. Eddie and Webby, congrats on reaching milestone episode 75. Absolutely nobody thought you guys would make it this far, but I'm glad you ignored all the naysayers and kept plugging away. Great job. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. A little bit of a backhanded compliment, it sounded like, but I'll take what I can get. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of nice, but kind of also mean, but hey, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah, what are you going to do? But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for Twitter for today. Thank you, everybody. Keep them coming. That's right. Uh, Webby, I know that when I like to talk with our guests, I like to make sure I have a very wet palate. Are you the same way? I am very much the same way. The The wetter the palate, the better, if you ask me. <laughs> well, then why don't you share with everybody what you're going to be wetting your palate with this evening? Don't mind if I do. This is a very seasonal beer from a local brewery known by griffin claw brewing company i think this is the first beer from them that i've had on the show and this one is called screaming pumpkin ale so a very nice seasonal beer here and the description it's it's an ale brewed with pumpkin and spices and they say this is our autumn seasonal an amber ale brewed with roasted pumpkin in the mash then spiced with ginger allspice nutmeg and cloves spicy and refreshing a great tailgating beer hmm. that sounds delish yeah i'm excited to try it yeah. what about you well it's funny you say that and honestly guys webby and i didn't plan this but i actually have a beer from the tampa bay brewing company gourds gone wild <laughs> pumpkin ale <laughs> nice. i swear we did not plan this guys we would tell you if we yeah. did uh and what's funny is i'm actually not usually a big fan of pumpkin beers but i do like pumpkin beers if it's not a pumpkin spice beer so yours seems like it's got a lot of spice to it and i'm hoping mine is just a little bit more pumpkin flavor than pumpkin spice but we'll find out right yeah we will find out so cheers my friend and i realized i forgot to grab a glass so i'm I'm drinking out the can today oh you're doing it you're doing it tailgate <laughs> style it did it say it was a tailgating beer so it, it yeah it did say so yeah i did that yeah. intentionally yeah that's that's what i meant to do cheers cheers but uh, yeah, I say I say enough enough of us blabbering idiots. I say we get to what everybody really wants to see. What do you think? I, I agree with you. I think we should do that for sure. Well, guys, I'm very excited about our guest tonight. Our guest this evening quickly made a name for herself in the pickleball world. If you've had the pleasure of watching her play in person or on a live stream, you, you're not going to forget it. She's coming to us live from Utah. Please welcome to the show. Callie Smith. What's going on, Callie? Hello, hello. Just hanging out at the house. <laughs> All right. Taking a day off at Pickleball. How's that? <laughs> That's, hey, you, you know what? You got to give your body a rest from time to time, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we're super excited to have you on tonight to talk about a lot of things, including Pickleball. But before we get to that, I have a question for you that is super important. And that is, what is your take on pumpkin spiced, whatever, lattes, beverages? What's your opinion? 
pumpkin spice is actually one of my absolute favorite flavors. I love pumpkin bread, especially if it's got oh, chocolate nice. in it. Like uh, anything with pumpkin, I'm on board. I like it. Like pumpkin pie good, is that good choices? That I thing? guess. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not a big pumpkin pie fan. Um, more like breads, breads or cakes or cookies. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why pumpkin pie is okay. Like of the pies, pumpkin's probably my favorite. Okay. I like I like whipped cream, which means I like pumpkin pie because I just put a bunch of whipped cream on it, and call it a day. <laughs> I like scrape the whipped cream off. That's <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> yeah. It's funny. A frosting person. <laughs> okay. All right. So we know you like pumpkin flavor, but never mind. We yeah. Um, this is uh, cooking with Eddie and Webby here tonight uh, <laughs> with our guest Kelly Smith. Uh, not just kidding here. I'm sure everybody wants to know about you. And your background when it comes to a lot of different things. But why don't we start off with the question that everybody wants to know. And that is, when did you discover pickleball? Okay. So I saw it. I was coaching tennis, um, either coaching or playing tennis. And I saw some people playing next to me. And I thought it was the biggest joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even call it a sport. And I actually said I would never be caught dead paddle in my head. So not even, not even if I was almost dying. So then my grandfather-in-law, who's almost 90, his name's George Snell, he was really into pickleball. Um, and he asked me if I would play a tournament with him. I couldn't say no, couldn't turn him down. So I played with him and... Um, met some great people uh, who introduced me to um, like Larry Moon and Tyler Wren, some other awesome players, and picked it up from there. Realized it was it could be competitive. It wasn't a joke like I thought it was. Um, but the really propelling factor was my husband and I lost to uh, a couple who we thought that we should have just wiped off the court, and we ended up losing like eleven to eleven to something like that, and thought how did we just lose to these people <laughs> and thought there's must be more to the game than we originally thought there must be a little more strategy to this probably it really pulled me in um, after being initially introduced what what was the strategy that they were using against you that they were able to win because just for the record if you by yourself were against webby and i i would assume the score would be 11 to 2 even two years ago or however long ago it was that you, uh, that you showed up on the court. So I'm curious to know what the strategy was. I did a lot, but then I didn't have a dink shot. So I, I was, I liked the powerhouse up high and any balls that were up high, um, more kind of single type play. And I hit any, so every time I tried, I'd either miss or they'd let him go out. Um, or just crush them down. So I was like, oh, okay, got to figure out this dinking strategy and this drop strategy. Oh, that's cool. So those, it, yeah, those, those initially, they killed me. Yeah. They were just using your power against you, basically. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you still... It down, kind of slowing it down. Yeah. Do you still find that there are times even now that you 
you got to like remind yourself like, Oh, go for this shot or go for that shot. Kind of coming from a tennis background. All the time. The, the patient part is, has been really hard for me to pick up. Um, I've, I've gotten better at it, but it's, I love the hard game. So it's giving, give me some pace, give me anything high. That's my favorite shot, but, um, it's, and I guess that's something that has pulled me into the game too, is it's learning something new. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's just a learning curve. There's a learning process and I just, I enjoy getting better and, um, adding new shots into my game and different dinks and different trick shots. Um, that's, yeah, that's been the fun part about it. That's cool. How, how long ago was it that you did the first tournament with your grandfather-in-law? Um, yeah. What? I'm sorry. You're breaking up there for a second. What was that again? Two. Sorry. Uh, about two, two years ago. Okay. Almost exactly. I think it was last October. Okay. That's crazy. Two years. And two years you've ago, already, yeah. yeah, you've, I mean, that's just crazy to me to think in two years where you are now in the pickleball world. That's, that's nuts to me. Um, I, from that, I'm assuming you had a, a pretty successful career in athletics before pickleball, um, you know, tennis, were there any other sports besides tennis that you, uh, that you played? Um, I grew up swimming but i didn't like it i always felt like i was drowning so that was oh, really? uh that mixed off pretty quick off my list yeah i was gonna say if, if uh, you're play playing a sport of... where you think you're drowning all the time yeah i'd probably i probably wouldn't do that so much yeah no i did a little bit of softball but tennis tennis is my favorite so I stuck with that one and um ended up playing for uh, the university of utah okay that's pretty for cool college so that was fun um how so what was that like what was it like playing you know tennis for a college at, at that kind of prestige level uh i loved it yeah i actually wanted to go pro um used a few kids and kind of got my competing work. Uh, once pickleball happened and it works that i can travel and compete so <laughs> it's awesome but i just i love competing um it's those, I, I would get tight, which that's something in tennis tournaments where I don't as much in pickleball. So that's mm -hmm. kind of a nice transition. This is just, it's more fun instead of there's so much pressure uh, to win. Now it's, I just, I want to win. It's there. <laughs> so no, no pressure. It's just a fun, a fun win. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, obviously you can tell when you're out there, you have an incredibly competitive spirit, uh, which is fun to watch. So. I like that. Um, so when was your first pro tournament that you entered and what was that like? Um, I don't even remember. There's been so many tournaments. But I, I, the first tournament I ever played was the mountain regional in St. George. Um, and I just remember thinking if I just, if I don't miss, then it doesn't matter what they do. Uh, we'll win. <laughs> so I just, I just, and we had um, the first like actual tournament that I played in um, and just thought I would like to keep going. I want to keep going, not just make it a thing for fun. Like even though it is still fun, I wanted to see how far I could go. Um, just, you know, it's kind of hard to break into the top tier 
I guess, because everybody has their set partners and um, just the more tournaments I played in, I felt like the better I got. And I still feel like that. The more tournaments I play in, the better I get. It's all the experience um, and meeting people and getting to know people and know how they play. Um, but I, I remember playing kind of for pros and losing and thinking, wow, I really need to step up my game. So they, they just they never miss. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how I don't miss they they don't miss more. Right. So I just like, I gotta be more consistent. Like I've got the hard game, I gotta get the soft game down and the resetting and just never miss. Um, and so that's kind of what I tried to work on and implement into my game. That's cool. Do you do you like to after a match go back and watch it and and evaluate how you played and kind of put together a strategy right away, or are you someone that? You don't want to watch yourself. Like, what? Where do you fall in that? I like to watch myself. I like to see what I do. Um, cause sometimes I'm really hard on myself, and um, sometimes I find that I play better than I felt. Um, so I like to watch and see where I messed up or wh what I did well, and learn from there. Uh, I'll get. Um, I'll have my husband watch too with me sometimes, and he get get uh, his take on the match. Um, cause sometimes uh, my friend Chuck. He, he'll he'll get, he'll give his two cents on what I think I could have done better or what he thinks I could have improved on or um, a better strategy. Uh, so it's, it's always a learning process. Do you uh, do you typically agree with what your husband says you should work on, or does that ever cause controversy? Sometimes, sometimes I, I yeah, for for the most part I do. We actually we get along pretty well. Uh, but there, there are occasions where I'm like, well, I felt like I was doing this, so can't really tell me that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But for, for the most part, he's, he's pretty good. And he'll, 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 he asked me how I felt, but what, what I felt like I did first. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been awesome about That's that. Cool. Yeah. It's, a, I mean, he's, he's never really been negative. That's good. I, I think it's always so good too. I mean, Obviously, Webby and I were very fortunate that every tournament we play in, we're always bringing our cameras. Even sometimes at rec play, we have our cameras. So we're constantly being able to look at how we play. I'm watching Webby's matches and giving him feedback. He's watching mine and giving me feedback. And I think so many people miss that that feedback loop that you need because if you if if you never watch yourself, you're never going to see it outside of your own eyes. And so it's really hard to be able to apply any strategies if, you know, if you can't see it from that perspective. And so I know, you know, our buddy Barrett Kinchel over at Pickleball Kitchen, he put a video out that said the best tool you can use to improve your game is a camera and just watch yourself play and really use that. So I, I think it's great that, you know, that you even have that, that kind of partnership with your husband where he can even give you feedback and you're receptive to it. Cause I know that sometimes it's, it's hard to, to take, I don't want to say criticism, but that kind of feedback from someone else, especially somebody that close to you who can probably get under your skin more than anyone else in the world. Right. Yeah. He's well, the, the cool, the cool thing about him, he's the most supportive person. Uh, I, I lucked out. Let's just, let's just put it that way. He's, he's amazing. So, but I would say as far as the video part goes, that, that is huge. It does make a difference. Cause sometimes you feel like you're doing something and you're not. And other times you're doing something. Uh, it's just, it's great. It's a great tool. Yeah. I remember back in the day I, I was lifting my leg and my third shot drops. And if somebody would have told me I was doing that, I would have been like, no, I'm not doing it. And of course I looked at the video 
And that's what I was doing. I was out of balance. And so it's just funny how you get that perspective, right? So, so did you apologize to Webby after that? Yeah, it wasn't Webby that did it, but I definitely apologized to oh, the person. Okay. So, yeah. Um, no, unfortunately, I'm the one that usually needs to do the apologizing because uh, I, I popped the ball up a lot. Right? I used to. I feel like I don't do it as much. It still happens, but not as much. But yeah, like the video, it's amazing. Uh, what you notice when you watch yourself play on video because there's times where I'll play and I'll think, oh man, that, I, that was such a good game. I'm going to post this whole match because I played so well. And then I look at the footage and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was not good. What am I doing out there? And then I delete the footage <laughs> so nobody can ever see it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we've actually got well, uh, a lot feel, of great It feels comments. like you do well though, yeah? Right. <laughs> yeah, it felt like I was doing well. Um, but you've got a lot of fans out here. There's a lot of people uh, tuning in saying that you're their favorite player. Uh, Joanna Coyne said that you're their favorite player. Rodney Langley said, Woot Woot, Callie is such a rock star. And then we got a comment here from Sophie Vandenbosch. She says, watched Callie play the APP Invitational in Grand Rapids, and her focus was incredible. You could really see her determination. And I agree. I was at that APP event in Grand Rapids. That was my first time ever seeing you play in person. And man, you you were killing it. You were crushing it that day, no doubt. That was very <laughs> cool to see you play. Like you you dominated it that day. That was a, a very fun Thank experience you. there. Yeah, that was a really fun, really fun tournament. Yeah. It yeah. always helps when you win, right? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, so not only you 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 also won the uh I don't remember the exact name of the award, but it was basically like the the player of the day award for that invitational, right? Yeah. That's cool. I got a cool little trophy for that. It was, it was fun. It was really nice. Yeah, that was a fun event. Webby and I were so, so grateful to be part of it. Obviously, you know, for those of you guys that listen, Grand Rapids, Belknap Park plays a really special place in our heart. So it was cool to, to be part of that and kind of see you play in person. Uh, because, I, I, you know, as much as I love putting on live streams and, you know, getting that out there. There's nothing like watching pickleball in person to really get a feel for the talent and, and what you're up against. Um, your first time kind of going up against some of these top level players, were you kind of like, Oh my God, this is insane. Or were you, were you used to like, what, what was your feeling when you went up against some of the top for the first time? Um, I, I guess I felt like I was good enough to beat them. And then when they put the beat down on me, I was like, okay, not as good as I thought. <laughs> Got <laughs> to improve a lot to get to their level. Um, I, I felt like I had the shots. It was just kind of getting the consistency down. I just wasn't as consistent as they were. Uh, so it was, it, it was a good uh, turn of events for me to realize uh, or to put my game in perspective and to see how much harder I needed to work. Um, and it does, like it does take a lot of work too. Like I, uh, I have a lot more respect for the pros, um, just and the hard, uh, as many hours as they put into the practice and the reps that they put in. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's fun, but it's it's a job too. Oh my God, yeah, and that obviously that's one of the main motivations for Webby and I doing what we do is we love to highlight and spotlight you guys because I feel like pickleball is growing, but it certainly doesn't. It, it's not at the level where I feel like a lot of you pros deserve based on your talents and, and what you're putting into the sport. So we're working hard to 
you know, to keep trying to bring that up and, and demonstrate how amazing you guys are at the sport. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. So I, I appreciate it. I know, I know all the other pros do too. Cool. Well, thank you. So thank you. It's, a, it's fun. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for that. So when, when you're out on the court, obviously there's a certain level of intensity that might be, you know, I don't know if it's the same or different than you are off court, but can, can you talk about that? Like, uh, I know a lot of people, a, a lot of players, they kind of get in the zone. What does your zone look like? Is it intense? Is it, is it rigid? Is it fun? Lucy, like what's your, what's your ideal state that you like to get into? Uh, I like to be in the zone when I, uh, I try, I try to get into the zone where it's, it's, it's a competition. It's, I mean, every point counts. Um, it is fun at the same time, but it, there's, you, you can't really take your focus off for one point because you lose one point, you can lose a run, you can get down easily. Like every point matters. And so I try to, it's really hunker down and focus on every single point and what I want to do on with each shot, um, where I want to place it. Um, uh, so being in the zone probably for me, um, when I practice, um, I, pr I probably have a little more fun when I practice, like a little yeah. more smiling, um, more laughing. Uh, but I still laugh at myself sometimes on the court in matches too. You always get shots where you're like, oh, okay, that was lovely. That was, could have been a little better. <laughs> right. But it still happens. Yeah. You're never going to get rid of that. But it's, yeah. So it's a little more, I was a little more rigid, a little more focused in, in tournaments. Did, did you learn a lot of that? being able to kind of stay focused and not let things distract you from your tennis career? Did it come naturally? Is it something you kind of had to work at? It was something I had to work at. Uh, I, when I was little kind of growing up, um, my, my coaches said that I used to just smile every time I hit, I hit a ball um, and that I had no intensity at all. Um, and so my mom in fact was, was my coach growing up and she said I was like the worst. Um, at being intense. So she, she had me like growl every time I hit, would hit the ball just to try to get a little bit of intensity going. So I, I had a, my, my mom helped me to learn it. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't come natural. Now I feel like it's natural and I just tap into it and it just, it just comes out. Now I can't stop it. Um, but at the beginning I had a lot, uh, a lot harder time tapping into that, uh, either aggression or, just the focus, the intensity. Um, and then it, it definitely helped playing uh, a collegiate sport as well. That, yeah. that was huge. And just playing tournaments through my, throughout my life. It's a, I think it's a huge advantage. It seems like there are a couple other pro pickleball players out there uh, who some of them you recently went up against that. I don't know if it's their intention or not, but they seem to have a good way to try and break their opponent's state or, or intensity, uh, by maybe doing finger gestures or, or saying things. Um, can, can you talk about that from, from an <laughs> opponent's perspective? And, and is, is that hard to not let that kind of get under your skin at all? Um, I, I think maybe for some players, it did at the beginning kind of, um, for me, uh, for example, Jeff Warnick, he's going to love this. 
uh, he, he, he did, he did get into my head at the beginning. I thought, oh my gosh, he just hits everything. I can't get it away from him. Um, but just going up against him recently, I just, I didn't have that anymore. And he kept trying to say, remember that six Oh six Oh, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like it just, it didn't have the same effect. I think. And now that I have the confidence of where I'm at and I know that I'm where they are now, um, versus before, um, but it's, I mean, it's, everything's a mental game at that point. So if, I mean, if you, when you have the skill, you also have to have the mental skill to back it up. So if, if you're um, kind of an emotionally unstable or have a hard time staying in the game, then yeah, I believe that any comments or just little like finger wags, kind of like what you did, uh, I think it can definitely have an effect on how you play if you let it. So, um, so I think what helped me is playing against players that weren't nice all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a, they're in business mode. It's they're playing. It's you're not my friend. We're kind of we're opponents. We're enemies. And so, I mean, people would make comments all the time, actually, to me. And I just try to let it slide, let it slide and just stay, stay focused. And so that's kind of helped me through pickleball. Um, just being able to tune it out and focus again on my game, what I want to do, what I can control, because I can control what they say or what they do. And I can only control what I'm thinking and what I what I want to do with the ball. So I try to focus on that. That's cool. That's got to be hard. And I know that's something that uh, that I I still am trying to work through. And the funny part is my wife has her master's degree in sports psychology and tries to work through all this stuff with me all the time. So I'm fascinated by it. And that's one of the things that I'm t- typically blown away with when I meet pros is their ability to not allow things to lose focus. I feel like when I'm out on the court, like a friend drives by and is like, Hey Eddie. And I'm like, Hey, instead of serving the ball. Right. And it's like, what am I doing? Just stay, you know? And so I, I, I find that fascinating. Um, especially, you know, and, and I didn't want to call out Jeff Warnick specifically, but it's been called out here. So <laughs> You know, when you're, when you're up against him, the wag, the finger wag reminded me of it. (laughs) The finger wag was that. And then, but, but that, then you had three shots that went behind him in that same match. Right. So it's, it's like it, not only were it, it seemed to me, and and I don't know, Kale, you can correct me, but it seemed to me like, not only did you, did you find a way to just kind of like, not even, you know, not even think about it, kind of just turn away and ignore it. But it's almost like you use that as a little bit of fuel to then kind of help you with your, with the accuracy of your shots or your placement, or it just seemed like it almost fueled you to perform better. was that, was that true or was that just circumstantial? Um, I think that, I think there's always a little fuel running behind that when you have, when you have people smack talking, even in practice, it's like, okay, that's it. You're dead. Um, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it's, I mean, people do it. It's and so and for me, it's like okay, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. And I think that's what he wants you to think, though, mm-hmm. um, or what players want you to. They want you to take your focus off and focus on something else. Um, so it's a great, it's a great mental tactic. Uh, but yeah, I just it. I don't let it bother me anymore. It doesn't affect me anymore because I feel confident with my playing and confident with my shots. Um, and and the more the more you tournaments you play you just your strategy gets better you you know what they're doing you know what players weaknesses are or what um, their tendencies are you know where they're going to go and where they're going to be um it's kind of you kind of get to know their games and know their weaknesses um and so that's that's been something i've noticed that i've improved on is i've 
picked up on people's patterns so I know where I can go and where I can hit the best shot. So I'd say that, that so it's not so much circumstantial, but it does help feel the fire. Yeah, it was, uh, it was impressive. I definitely enjoyed watching. I, I've enjoyed watching every, any match I've watched you in, but I especially enjoyed the ones at the Texas Open that you were in. So that was a very solid performance there for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Webby, you've got some stuff going partner, on in social my media. My partner again? played great too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we're we are getting a lot of uh, great comments on social media. You you've got a lot of fans, Kelly. I don't know if you realized it, but you have a ton of great fans. A lot of people saying that you're their favorite. Uh, here's one from Janae Osborne. She says you're my favorite female pro to watch right now. It was so nice meeting you in Chicago. Uh, that's a very great comment. Thanks, Janae. We're getting a lot of comments Thank like you. that too. So that's got to be very cool to hear. And here's something that uh, is very cool and I kind of want to talk about a little bit. This comes from Vivian David. Not only is she an amazing pickleball player, she sings amazing. Oh. <laughs> is that right? Thanks, Vivian. <laughs> I do, well, now I is do the part like of the show. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, now is the part of the show. Uh, Kelly agreed <laughs> to do a whole uh, song for us right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to put you on the spot oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if I you mean, want to, I go will, for it. If you want. Yeah, let's sing it. Do it. Yeah, let's let's hear let's hear what you're working with. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me think of a song real quick off the top of my head. Yeah. <sighs> okay, this is one like it was like a choir solo back in like junior high. So that's the only one I can think of right now being put on the spot. So let's, let's do, do that one. Okay. Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore Thee, God of glory, Lord of love, hearts unfold like flowers before Thee, help me and the sunburns, now the clouds of sin and sadness, Drive the down dark away. Give her the mortal gladness. Fill us with a high hope. Fill us with a high hope. Fill us with the light of day. There you go. <laughs> That was amazing. Not only was that great, but on the spot like that, being able to pull it out, I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, that's, thanks. That's Couldn't think of anything else off the top of my head. Well, no, I mean, it works for you. Obviously, that, you know, <laughs> the, that song works very well for your voice. Uh, how long have you been singing for? Um, my whole life. I don't think I was very good all the time, though, because... Uh, my sisters would tell me to shut up when I would sing so much around the house. <laughs> so I think I've improved a little bit since then, but I just, I've always loved it. I've always loved to sing, um, play piano a little bit, uh, compose some music just throughout high school and have songs that I do here and there on the piano and sing to and love karaoke with my kids now. So it's, it's fun. That's so cool. I love it. Naturally talented at everything. Webby, I'm I'm jealous once again of how amazing our guest is. 
Jeez. Yeah, I am blown away. Thank like you, that, that's kind. I love the fact that you were brave enough to sing too. I mean, that was totally on the spot, and I love it. This was another uh, another amazing, unforgettable moment on the Eddie and Webby show. <laughs> that has never happened, by the way. That's the first time we've ever had anybody sing on the show. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> So you uh you talked a little bit about sisters um where how many how many siblings do you have and where do you fall in in line with all of them So there's six kids in my family. I have an older sister. Um she's a couple years older than I am. And then I have a twin sister. We don't look anything alike. She's blonde hair, brown eyes. Um super super tan, just beautiful. And then I have a younger sister and twin brothers. Wow. So twins run in the family, huh? Lots of twins. Oh. Uh, just, just for my mom, apparently. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. We don't have anyone else in the family tree that has twins. So wow. it's kind of unique. That's, uh, that's pretty cool, though, to be able to grow up with, you know, not only having a twin, but also having twins in the house with you as well. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a party every time we get together. That's so I really love it. cool. Big, big family. That's, uh, that's cool. That's always, uh, that's always fun. I, I come from a small family, so I'm always fascinated when I hear about people that, you know, come from big families. And, uh, I, I find it fascinating kind of growing up in that environment where it's like, you know, you're one of six. I mean, that's, that's a lot of kids that have in the house. Yeah. So I, I like, I like it. And we're all, we're all really close. We all play tennis. I'm trying to get them into pickleball. So I think they can all be really good. Uh, so far, so far they still have my, uh, it's not a sport view. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. So, but I've, I've recently converted my parents. They're starting to play a little bit and one of my younger sisters. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Okay. I like it. So I don't have a question from social media, but I do want to say something based on how big your family is. And you said that they all play uh, pickle or they like play tennis and stuff like that. I feel like there should be a team Cali versus team Newman matchup oh. at some point, like a, like almost like a whole tournament where that's the main event or like the whole thing is like team Cali versus team Newman. How epic would that be? I like it. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> one day, one day I'll get them playing. I got to get them a little better first. I like, I think, I think we need to make that. I think we need to make that happen for sure. That would be pretty cool. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, good stuff. Well, as you know, we like to ask questions, but we also found that there's a great new segment that we've been doing here now for a little while. So I guess it's not really that new anymore, Webby, is it? No, it's been going on for quite a bit for actually most of the year. I think our like our season premiere, that was like something new we introduced this year. It was the pros asking pros questions thing. We thought it would be like a temporary thing. We didn't even think a lot of the pros would even like want to get involved in this, but it has become super popular. Uh, people love submitting questions for it. And it's it's my favorite segment, something I look forward to most in every episode. And tonight is no exception. So we are now going to bring you Milestone episode number 75's version of pros asking pros questions. Oh, yeah. A little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably should be. Some of these are pretty, pretty spicy. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're pretty tame for the most part, but you never know what to expect here on pros asking pros questions. 
And uh, this first question is a good one from our very good friend, Michelle Esquivel. Hey, Callie. Great playing at the Texas Open last weekend. My pro to pro question is, what is your favorite non-racket sport? I'll see you at the Cincinnati Open. Bye. Non-racket sports. Not swimming. Probably <laughs> not swimming. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'd have to say volleyball. Uh, okay. I enjoy watching it. It's fun to play. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. I do love some volleyball myself. I've always been a, a big fan of volleyball. I feel like that's something I should have played when I was younger, but didn't play too much. Like I did it for, recreationally. I never did like organized sports. I wished I would have done that more when I was younger, but oh well, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, that is a very good answer. Very good question. Thanks, Michelle. This next one comes from somebody that I think a few people have heard of. Um, Eddie and I actually played a match against him in a two versus one match last year. And that is the one and only Kyle Yates. Hey, Callie. I've always wondered, because you're so calm and sweet and nice off the court, where does all that fire and the intensity come from when you're on the court? You know, where, where do you, where does that come from? I mean, it just seems like when you're on the court, you just want to destroy people and it just doesn't seem like it's your nature. So just curious, where do you find that fire when you're out competing day in and day out? That's a really good question. I do not know the answer to that. It just comes out. Maybe it's, maybe it's from being kind so long and it just, I just need a, I just need a release somehow. And that's, that's where I get it. See the come ons on the court. Nice. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, something about pickleball. It brings the, the competitive spirit in people out. Uh, Eddie and I have talked about this numerous times. We both know people that off the court are the sweetest, kindest people you'll ever meet and talk to. But once you get them on the court, this, a switch gets flicked and they're a totally different person and, and they just want to destroy who's ever on the opposite side of the net. <laughs> they literally want to stab them yeah. when you're playing. <laughs> The inner destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It really, it really comes out. I don't know what it, I don't know how it happens. It just, it's like you flip the switch and it's there. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Good question. Well, this next question comes from somebody uh, that is no stranger to the show, a very good friend of ours, and that is the one and only Andrea Coop. Hey, Callie. Are you having fun with the guys? I had a lot of fun when I did it. I had to have my dog on here because her name is also Callie, so she wanted to say hi to the other OG Callie. Um, we want to know if you have time to go on vacation. You seem to be playing a lot of pickleball this year. So do you and your family ever have a weekend off to go on a vacation? And if so, where do you go? Thanks. Looking forward to hearing it. Bye. Uh, recently, my vacations have been pickleball. Uh, anytime I can drive or we can drive somewhere, then we kind of make that a family vacation and they all travel along with me. Um, so I don't know how fun of a vacation it is for them, but it's fun for me. <laughs> um, the last vacation we went on, though, was to St. George um, and we played... I was actually Kyle, my husband, played a tournament there, down there. So we went down to support him and then spent a few extra days um, 
just hanging out with the kids and swimming and uh, playing with them. So that was fun. So we do have some time. I don't know how, but we make time for additional trips when we can. Nice. And yeah, I can totally relate. A lot of the uh, family vacations last year revolved around my pickleball tournaments. And uh, it was fun, though. Like We had a lot of, a lot of great times, saw a lot of great scenery. Uh, like when we, when I wasn't playing in the tournaments and stuff this year sucked because uh, I put a huge damper on our family traveling plans and pickleball tournaments, but hopefully next year we can get back in the groove of things. But yeah, I, th I think, uh, like using pickleball destination tournaments as a, a source of family vacations to me, that's, that's a great way, great way to do it. Yeah, totally. So it's either that or they never get out. Right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a little selfish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice. Oh, awesome, All right. Well, this though. next question, this next question comes from another great friend of ours, and it actually just so happens to be Andrea's sister, and this is from Maggie Raminzi Chow. Hey, Callie. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Webby. Can't wait to see you this weekend, Callie in Cincinnati. Um, here, I have a question for you. So before I got married and before I met Ken, I only ate ice cream on kind of special occasions or every once in a while. Now that I know Ken, it is in our house all the time and I eat way too much ice cream. Is there anything that you have that is similar with Kyle? Anything that you ate or you do now that you didn't really do much before? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I basically, so for like seven years when I was on my own, I lived off of sushi and fish and salads. And it was like my favorite foods. And my husband, Kyle, he hates anything to do with fish. And salads don't fill him up. So he's like a burger and chicken and meat and potatoes kind of guy. And I didn't really eat meat. So I was like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? <laughs> so like a, I've, I've kind of leaned more towards his diet style. Like we kind of meet in the middle a little bit. That's so it's kind of hard at first. Um, but I would say the biggest thing, I wouldn't really eat pizza very often. I'd maybe have it like once every month, maybe. And we probably have it like once a week now. Pizza is his favorite food. Pepperoni pizza is his favorite. Mm, delicious. So, <laughs> that's that's a new one a, I do love a good pizza mm. uh, well it's funny that uh, your husband got brought up in the previous question because this next question actually comes from your husband Kyle hey honey my question for you is what is your most embarrassing travel story whether it's driving with your family flying with your family whatever it is what is your most embarrassing travel story Ooh. Hmm. So many. <laughs> um. Gosh. Okay. Let me think. I would say. Okay. I was um. Playing, I, I had to make my flight, um, or a flight, a flight got delayed at the airport, and I didn't know that. Um, in fact, I was with my team, was with my teammates in college, actually, and I didn't know that they'd switch. We didn't know that they'd switched gates on us, 
And so and we waited for like seven hours at the airport. And then they said that the flight was going to take off in five minutes. And we were um, clearing a different terminal terminal than where we were supposed to be. So we see like five or six of us just booking it <laughs> to this other side. People were like looking at us. We're like, we're, our bags are flying. We're dropping stuff. It's, it was just, we looked like idiots. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how we did it. And someone ended up picking us up. And like, do you guys need some help? You're uh, making messes everywhere. <laughs> so we're like, yes, please. So they picked us up and took us. And we barely made it on the flight. But everyone was just like, seriously, like looking at us when we were walking in, like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I just remember thinking, please don't look at me. <laughs> so that was that was one of them. I remember thinking we just looked like complete idiots. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Kyle. That was a good one. So this next question comes from not one, but three of our favorite people in the world of pickleball. Here's one from Irina Tereshenko and friends. Kelly, what's up? We have uh, all your friends here in one video. We have Cece and Adam and myself, Irina. Um, good to see you on the show. My question is, which side do you like to play better, the ad side or the do side, and why? And also, what is your favorite way to win a point in pickleball? Um, so my favorite one would be the left side, so the ad side, because I get my forehand in the middle. And I love, that's probably my favorite shot, is taking it out of the middle and hitting it for a winner. Uh, it's like, I like the powerhouse shots. Um, That one or going inside out, someone gives me a kind of a higher dink, um, just the redirect shot. Another favorite way to win it for me. All right. Um, and Very the reason nice. I like the ad side. Sorry. <laughs> the reason I like the ad side, I just, I feel like the dink comes more naturally on my ad side. Just, it's, I have the slice backhand, so it's just, it came easier to me. All right. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Uh, but out of that threesome, we, we can't let Irina be the only one that has the, the fun and ask the question. Here's one from Adam Stone. Great questions, Irina. Uh, Callie, I also have a question for you. It came up uh, the last time we played, actually. And I was wondering how many times in tournament play have you lost the point by the ball hitting your ponytail? <laughs> uh, only Only three, actually. Just that's it. So, and one of them was in practice, so that didn't <laughs> count really. <laughs> so twice. One was in Riley the first time I played with Riley, and I don't remember the other one actually. I just I just remember thinking, ah, oh, it's almost never happens, which is crazy because you think it would happen a lot more. <laughs> right. Right. So I just envisioned like, did your hair kind of like do like a whip kind of thing? It just kind of like went whoosh and like slapped the ball out of the air, or how did yeah. that go down? Yeah, or it just would hit the tip, or yeah, if I like when I try to move out of the way, it kind of is like a lasso effect, and it just kind of slings it to the right or left, and just nicks the ball. So they weren't they weren't very fun points to lose. I'll tell you that though. Oh, I bet. Probably fun to watch though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we gotta uh, get the third person from that group in here. Here's a question from Corinne Carr. I also have a question. 
Um, I believe I've seen Adam hit one Ernie in all the times I've played with him. So can you please teach him how to hit an Ernie? Wow. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll do my best, Adam. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if you'll take learning from me, but uh, or any teaching from me, but I, I can like try to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, thanks, guys, for those questions. Here's another question here, and this comes from our good friend, Martina Coakley. Hey, Callie. I was wondering if anyone besides myself has ever used your beautiful hair and prevented that uh, kitchen violation. <laughs> uh, no, Martina, Martina, you're the only one <laughs> that's done that. <laughs> Although I, if anyone else wants to do it, I'm okay with it. If it helps us keep the point and win the point, I'm all for it. <laughs> so I got to hear about this. What? How? How did that all go down? And, and what tournament was that at? Oh, uh, so it was at the uh, Vale. I do. It was in Vale, the Vale Open tournament. Um, I, was, I was playing with Martina, and we I think we were playing against. Uh, it was either Lindsay and her sister, or uh christine and michelle i can't remember which one um but i just, uh no it was actually no it was against christine and michelle because i hit i hit a forehand um and was losing my balance and was like get me out 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 because <laughs> i knew i was gonna fall in and so she goes oh oh and just grabs my hair and pulls me out so i'm like <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> oh man it's pretty funny that's hilarious, man. I, I wish there was video footage of that play. I would love to see something like that. Oh, wait a second. You know, there is. There is, actually. <laughs> I think you're right. I think there is. And I think we actually have that video clip. And I think we should play that oh right now. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I don't know, I don't I, know how she grabbed it, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That is awesome. That and we got to give a, a big shout out to uh, Carl from Pro Pickleball. Thank you very much, Carl. Uh, he provided that video clip for us. Mm -hmm. um, I love the fact that that video exists because uh, Martina sent that question. And uh, I was like, man, I would love to see something like that. And then she was like, actually, that video does exist. And then, uh, we were able to track it down, and uh, it was actually thanks to our uh, next pro uh, question asker, and uh, she helped us track this video clip down, and that is the one and only Susie Anderson. Callie, tonight I want to ask you about your legendary long locks of hair. I hear that the nickname of Rapunzel is starting to stick on tour. And I myself have seen Martina Coakley pull you out of the kitchen by your long braid. So my question for you is, when's the last time you cut your hair? Do you not cut it out of superstition? Is it your superpower? Or do you just like to leave it long? Good question. Um, so the last time I got it cut was probably four months ago now. Uh, COVID's kind of prevented that a little bit. Uh, before that, I probably would cut it mm, like every three or four months anyways. 
So I just, I've always loved it long. I cut it short one time, like up to my shoulders. And remember I just cried and thought I looked at yes. And so I was like, I'm never cutting my hair out again and have grown it out long ever since. And just, I don't know, I, I guess I'm used to it now. So I like to wear it down when I'm not playing pickleball or playing sports and no, people don't really recognize me with my hair down. I'll, I'll <laughs> all my students are like, "Are are you Callie?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you don't look the same without your braids. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but no, I just yeah. So it's not my superpower. Although maybe maybe now, um, now that people know that they can grab me by the hair to keep me out of the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, no, I've just always liked it long. I was hoping you were going to say it was your superpower because then I was going to immediately stop growing my hair. So that way I could play as good as you. Like if that's all, <laughs> if that's what it took done. I'm never cutting right. my hair again. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, the, the real secret, the real secret, if it's like the real Rapunzel, you got it. You had to brush my hair and sing a song while you're brushing it. So you'll get <laughs> okay. some power from it that way. <laughs> I like it. Please, please no one come up and really do that to me though. <laughs> I know now that, that's like the creepiest thing that anybody could ever do. And now you're right. going to have people come up and start singing and brushing your hair. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> so what's funny is we had three different people that mentioned your hair in their questions. And I kid you not, every single person that submitted a question, before they asked their question, they were like, did anybody ask about her hair yet? Because everybody wanted to ask a hair-related question. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because no one else has hair that's this long, I guess. So maybe they wonder <laughs> yeah. how, they, how I can play it's, with it. It's pretty epic, I got to admit. And uh, I don't know, has anybody ever compared you to Lara Croft from Tomb Raider with that long braid that you have? Have you ever heard that before? I haven't. You would, you would be the first. Oh, okay. So I, I'll take well, that I, compliment. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like it's a, a good compliment. We actually have a side-by-side uh, -side picture comparison for anybody who doesn't know who we're talking about, Lara Croft from the video game Tomb Raider. Um, the video game character is the one on the right. Callie is the one on the left. And I feel like you can, you can see the resemblance a little bit there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the braid, like that's one of the first things when I when I first saw you playing and I saw that that braid, it just reminded me. I I was always a huge Tomb Raider fan, uh, pretty much for most of my life. I always loved that video game, and uh, she always had that trademark long braid, and uh, that's exactly what I thought of when I first saw you play. So, I think it's, I think it's a good comparison. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Instead of guns, your weapon is the paddle. Exactly, the paddle. There you go. Yeah, I feel like you could work with that. I feel like you could do some kind of marketing with that whole thing. Like you, you're the. Uh, I might. The I might. I might have Raider. to take that idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Tomb Raider of pickleball I'm coming sure to theaters near you. Out. Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Lara Croft, played by Callie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that's not it. We do have one more Let's question see. here on the pros asking pros questions segment, and this question comes from our good friend Catherine Parento. Hey Callie, hi guys. Callie, I have a question for you. Do you prefer women's doubles, mixed doubles, or singles? Um, probably mixed doubles. Mixed doubles is my favorite. It's uh, women's. Women's probably second, but yeah, mix. I don't know. I just I like 
there's something that feels good about being or going up like head to head with a guy and winning the point because <laughs> they they think that they're better and even most of the time they are but when you can get a point on them and it just feels really good so yeah. i don't know i just i like the pace i like the quick hands um and it's it's just fun it's it's something different that I, and i just love i love it I prefer to watch pro mixed doubles more than any of the other competitions that are out there. I think it leads to the funnest points. I think it leads to the longest rallies. And I think each play demonstrates all of the components that make a great pickleball match. The change up between the hard game and the soft game strategy, the long dink rallies to me, there's nothing more exciting than watching a gold medal mixed doubles match. I think it brings out creativity too. And especially uh, for the guys when they're, cause I'm most of the time, you know, you, you pick on the girl, that's how you play. Um, and so it's, it's cool to see how the guys respond and what they come up with to get involved and just create uh, opportunities um, to win the point. So I, I really like that as well. That's cool. Um, you put singles as number three on the list for you. Talk about that a little bit. Um, I haven't practiced it really. So I, I don't play on Sundays. Um, and most, most of the time the singles were on Sundays and they've kind of switched it to be on some Thursdays. And so I've started to play it more. Um, I just enjoy kind of the social part um, of doubles more. Uh, and it's and it's less taxing on your body, mm-hmm. but singles is fun. I just if I had a preference between okay, let's go play singles or let's go play doubles, I'd pick doubles every time. So singles is a great workout, but as far as fun, uh, it's, it's more fun to play doubles. All right, great answer, great questions. Thank you to all the pros out there that take the time out of their busy schedules to send us those. We hope you guys enjoy that segment. Uh, Webby works really hard to work with all the pros out there to get these videos edited and ready to go. So definitely appreciate everybody contributing to that. And I hope you, Callie, you enjoyed some of the questions as well from your peers. I, yeah, it was good. It was good. I was actually wondering what they were going to ask. So like I said, I was nervous. <laughs> well, that's good. They're a good question. Good job, guys. Yeah. Great job. Not only are they talented on the pickleball court, but they're great at recording themselves asking questions. Who would have known? <laughs> Talent. Talent. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Callie, this has been a lot of fun here. But uh, as everybody knows, towards the end of our time you know, with our guests, we like to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the things that are going on with you, uh, You know, talk about any sponsors or anything that uh, that you want to promote here. And and as far as I understand, you actually have a pickleball program that is both for juniors and one for adults. Is that right? I do. So I'm, I'm working on starting it. Um, I plan to have it up and running uh, by next year at the latest. I'm already coaching. I mean, I am going to have a junior program, I think, starting this summer. Um, and I'm already just coaching clinics and private lessons already. Um but I would like to call it uh, Paddle Up Pickleball Academy. So, because my signature move is keeping my paddle up mm-hmm. in my face. So it's Paddle Up. And 
Um, I just, I didn't see myself coaching ever before. Um, just as I'm, I'm a tennis coach and I didn't just kind of pick a ball was for my enjoyment and fun. But as I've started to coach it, I just, I've loved it. Um, and loved coaching pickleball too. So I'm starting to get more involved in that and just have had a lot of people ask me to start programs and run programs. And so I'm going to, and I'm in the process of creating them right now. Oh, that's kind of fun. And then um, my sponsors, I've had a huge shout out to Onyx because they've been, um, they've provided all my equipment and been there for the last few years and helped me um, be able to even play in the tournaments. Uh, so I really appreciate them and their paddle. It's I play with their Evoke uh, Premier Paddle, mm -hmm. which I love and would recommend to any ex-tennis players, especially people who like power or the pop. Um, and um, Body Health is has been awesome. Um, it's it's a health company, and I love their protein bars and their stuff. They're all kind of animal, and, or sorry, no animal-based. They're all uh, kind of plant-based um, products, which I am a huge fan of. Um, so thanks to them, they've I've been trying out their products and I love, love them. And well, I'm currently searching for some other sponsors. If anyone is uh, wanting me to sponsor anything, let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm on the lookout for that. Um, other stuff I've got going on, I'm still coaching tennis. I coach my kids, got my little daughter in tennis. She's four. Oh, and she's cool. pretty good. Uh, so I'm hoping to be the next like Anna Lee and Lee Waters uh, type players. So yeah. nice. Cut yeah, in cool. a few years down the road. So I think that'd be really fun. Uh, Lee Cal uh, Callie and Camber. So that's like it. obviously a work in progress for a few years later. Um, I wait until she's like six, maybe then that would be when she can go pro. Maybe, yeah. maybe seven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who would know? Right. Only, only time will tell. Maybe maybe by then she'll be, yeah, she'll be awesome. We'll see. Oh, that's cool. She'll get on the court and uh, call Anna Lee an old timer and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. That would be an epic matchup. Yeah. That'd be fun. So, yeah, other than that, just playing, practicing pickleball, living the uh, at home life being a mom and loving it. It's any spare time I have. And that's, that's about it. It's pickleball working and kids and family. That's, love it. That's the best life. I'm loving it. Well, we love watching you play. Uh, obviously Webby and I are both fascinated by the high level of talent and performance from the pros. And if I see your name coming up on a match, I know it's going to be a good one. So thank you for everything that you're doing for the sport. We really appreciate it. Uh, if people want to follow you on social media, on your pickleball journey, how can they do that? Um, you can follow me on Facebook. It's Callie Smith uh, Pickleball. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. It's Callie Smith Pickleball again. Um, if you want to email, if you're interested in lessons, or if you're ever in town, uh, you can email at smithfamilypickleball.com that's um, probably the best way to reach me there and would love to see you or work with you or play uh, just let me know
That's great. That's the only, yeah, social media things I do. That's all you need, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> two's enough. That's for right. Me. Yeah. Good more, but yeah. Eh. Who needs that other stuff? So thank you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. This has been awesome. We really appreciate you coming on. Guys, if you haven't watched Kelly play, you have to. It's it's an experience. So thank you again, Kelly. I look forward to seeing you at an upcoming tournament. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you, Eddie and Webby. You guys are awesome. Awesome. You. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Man, another amazing guest. And like we said before, I absolutely love watching her play. Uh, I thought she was great watching her like on the, the live streams and stuff. But when you and I got the chance to watch her play live in Grand Rapids for that APP Invitational, she she blew me away at how good she was. Oh, 100%. And, and Kyle nailed it with his question uh, because obviously you can tell as a person she's... She's very kind. I mean, unless she's totally faking us, which I don't think she is, but she's <laughs> super kind, really nice. Obviously, you can tell she's a very giving, caring person. And then you see her on the court and it's like beast mode coming in full effect. And I love it. It's intense. And it's so cool to see that level of intensity come mm -hmm. out of somebody. It's just, I, man, you know, I can't talk enough about how blown away I am by, that, by these pros and I mean, it's just, she, she goes into beast mode, man. Watch out. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like that's how it is for pretty much all the top pros. They all go into beast mode when they're on the court, and that's what makes it so exciting and so fun to watch, and I absolutely love it. It's just such a so much more intense than any other pickleball experience I've had is watching pro pickleball in person. That's right. So much fun. What a great time getting to spend with her. Hope you guys enjoy that. Hope you guys enjoy the pros asking pros questions. And we're going to keep that going. So don't you worry. There's going to be plenty more of those questions coming up with our future guests. That's uh, right. But Webby, I know there's a couple of things you wanted to talk about before we close up the podcast and get to dinking around with Eddie and Rebby. <laughs> Eddie and Rebby. Rebby. Is that me? Rebby? I'm Rebby? I've, I'm I've, Rebby only had, <laughs> I've only had two thirds of a beer and I'm already slurring my words here. Oh, wow. Um, yes, I'm Eddie. You're Rebby. What I, why don't you talk for a minute here? All right. I'll take over for a moment. But yeah, this is Milestone episode 75. We've been promoting this for a little while now, but there is a brand new upgraded Eddie versus Webby championship belt that is going to be on the line the ooh, next time. Ooh. The next time this guy and I meet on the court and face off against each other. And we're going to reveal it right here right now. So anybody listening to the audio version of the podcast, you're going to want to get onto the youtubes.com and go to the Eddie and Webby youtubes.com website and yep. uh, and see what we're, what we're about to show because this is going to blow your mind. And I feel like this is the www.theyoutubes.com Go check That's it right. out there. But I feel like this is the motivation I needed to defeat Eddie in one of our Eddie versus Webby matches because it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen very soon. And I think it's thank thanks to this belt that you're about to feast your eyes on. So, ladies Cameron's and gentlemen, I, I wish we had a, a drum roll sound effect queued up, but don't. Ladies and gentlemen, the brand new and improved Eddie versus Webby championship belt right here.
the undisputed Eddie versus Webby champion. Undisputed Eddie versus Webby champion. This thing is legit. It's the size of boxing championship belts. It's the size of World Wrestling Federation heavyweight championship of the world belts. This is the real deal, folks. This thing weighs a lot. This is uh, this is amazing. Like I just I can't get over it. And neither of us are the rightful owner of this belt at the moment. But the next time we do an Eddie versus Webby match, it's going to be for this bad boy, and it's pretty epic. How uh, how long have you had that for? Oh man, I think I had it made. It was shortly after you and I faced off in uh, in Naples. We did Eddie versus Webby part six back in, in Naples, end of February. Yeah. Yep. We did that, and I was very close to winning that time. I We did a best two out of three mixed match. My team won the first one. Your team barely won the second one, and then you won the third one also to be to retain the championship. I was so close to tasting victory, and I just kept thinking, like, what what is it that I need? What do I need to, like, get the extra motivation that it requ- that's required to win one of these matches? And I was thinking, you know what? I think an upgraded belt is what we need. We need something more professional. I mean, we're we're Eddie and Webby. We've done seventy five podcasts. <laughs> I I handmade that belt that you have right there. It's it's just a a ten dollar oh. Walmart <laughs> WWF belt that I taped some uh, some stuff that I printed off on. <laughs> so, Let me get I it mean, real quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm still proud of how it turned out. But it was uh, it's like a DIY Etsy child craft kind of belt. <laughs> well, I like it. It's been in my possession from the very beginning. And because uh, I am the six time champion of the Eddie versus Webby championship belt. Um, so you, so you said you've had that belt since let's just say March. So we're going on about seven months now. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, all I got to say is you better have cherished those seven months because that's the last time you're going to have that belt in your possession, because although I'm the six-time champion right now, I'm gonna be the seventh time and the eighth time. And the I'm like Callie Smith, yo. I just I bring it when I get on that court. All right, I, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's just it's bound to happen. I mean, you you barely beat me the last couple Eddie versus Webby matches. Just barely, you squeaked by. It's just a matter of time, my friend. It's Which point happen. matters? Point one through ten, or point eleven? <laughs> Very true. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, things are going to be different. The year twenty twenty one. It's 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 going to be a whole new year, a whole new Webby. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I will tell you this. You know, I've I've watched your videos that you've put out recently about some tournaments you've been in. I also got a chance to play with you in Grand Rapids, and dude, your game. Your game is strong. I do feel like there was a wide, there's there's a, a good a good time frame where our, our our skills were at were at different levels. But I definitely feel like like you're you're playing solid, man. Like in Grand Rapids, you were kicking my butt left and right. So there's no doubt that from a skill set perspective, like we're we're th- this is the closest I think that we've been in for any of the Eddie versus Webby matches. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely agree. The the last couple of 4.0 tournaments that I did, 
um, were the first time I felt like I belonged in the 4.0 division. The the first couple of 4.0 tournaments I did, like I didn't I didn't do horrible, but I was like, yeah, oh, man, I'm I I feel like I'm kind of out of my league here. The last two that I did, uh, I I I feel like we easily could have won a medal in those tournaments. Just a, a few little uh, minor minor errors that I made. If I just can get those out of my system. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be tasting 4.0 gold very soon. In addition to the Eddie versus Webby belt, yeah, I'm gonna so. do everything I can not to. But the best part is, guys, is that as much as Webby and I are competitive against each other, we really do use it as an opportunity to both kind of motivate each other to improve, uh, and and we do it with all the love and respect that two best friends since high school would have, but. Um, but it does, it gets pretty competitive, man. It definitely gets competitive out there. It does. And I love it though. I love the fact that we're competitive like that. I mean, we're, mm -hmm. we're best buds, but then once we're on the court, we're the, the worst of enemies. We're bitter, bitter enemies. And, uh, I love it. I love that fact. Yep. I agree. That's how friends should be. If you, if you don't want to compete against your friends, they're not your friends. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, once you get on the think about like, court, like, oh, all the top pros in pickleball, they're all super good friends outside of the court. Well, I mean, there might be some some relationships that aren't, but like for the for the most part, the people in the top 10, 15 are all pretty good friends. So if you couldn't compete against your friends, you'd have a hard time in pro pickleball right now, that's for sure. Exactly. And just like Callie, I mean, she's such a sweetheart, such a nice, such a nice woman. But then when she's on the court, she even said tonight she literally wants to murder anybody on the yep. opposite side of the court. She might not have said that exactly, but that's that's the impression I got. <laughs> yeah. She said, I really want to reach across the court. I want to grab the person with both hands and I want to murder them. And that's that's yep. what that's what I heard. So that's pretty much exactly what she said in, 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 in my ears. That's yes. that's what I heard anyway. I mean she didn't didn't say those exact words, but that's that's what she was saying. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good stuff, man. Anything else we want to talk about? For the podcast tonight? No, I think that was an awesome uh, milestone episode number 75. I love the fact that we had like a, a fairly newcomer. She's only been in the pickleball world for a couple years. But like this past year, she just burst onto the scene in a big way. Uh, so I love that fact. I, I feel like we're going to look back at this episode and be like, wow, like she was new to the pickleball world. But she's one of the one of the best, one of the all-time greats. I feel like we're there, man. Like, it, yeah, I feel like we're there. It's already yeah. happening. Yep, I agree. She's always on that medal stand. Like almost, almost every tournament she does, she's right there with the best of them. So it's uh, it's awesome. I love to see that kind of thing. And like, I just I love the fact that we're seeing a lot of new faces in the mm -hmm. pro pickleball world that are are making it to the top pretty quick. Because if it was the if it was the exact same people every single time, I feel like it could get dull and a little stale. But it's getting uh, it's getting pretty intense out there, folks. That's right. This is pickleball for life, boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that was an absolutely incredible show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. As we mentioned before, we are going to be doing Dinking Around with Eddie Webby, which means we're going to close out the podcast. And very quickly after, we're going to be coming right back to you guys. So stay tuned. We might have a guest lined up. We might not. You never know until we start the episode, right, Webby? Yep, that is exactly right. We have no idea what's going to happen, but you got to stay tuned and see what happens. It could be huge. It could be epic. It could be cool, but not quite epic and huge. You never know. <laughs> All sorts of variations of epic and cool. Yeah. So you just never know. 
Well, guys, this was Milestone episode 75, which means there are 75 out there still listening. And guess what? We love you to bits. We appreciate you tuning in. And on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.